Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Moments with Maya. Conversations of love and laughter. The show where each week, your host, healthcare administrator and certified humour professional, Maya Aziz, invites someone who is out there pushing the positive to join her for a heartfelt and often hilarious coffee conversation about love, laughter, leadership and, well, life. Love and laughter might not cure what ails you, but they sure go a long way to getting you through those tough life moments. So sit back, pour yourself a cup, and get ready to laugh and learn today on Morning Moments. Look for the good. It is all around. Yes, it is. And this is Maya coming to you from Montreal, where we are under the most beautiful, slightly out-of-control blanket of soft snow. Uh, It's been snowing now for a couple of days, uh, more than we've had in a long time. Uh, But it is so, so beautiful out there. Of course, maybe that's easy for me to say, given that I am right now inside, cozied up here in the studio with my cup of coffee, ready for yet another great conversation on a topic today that I have to confess I've been dying to discuss for a while because it gives me such pleasure and at the same time manages to sometimes make me cringe. That's right, today we are going to be talking about dark humor. E.B. White wrote, Analyzing humor is like dissecting a frog. Few people are interested and the frog dies of it. But... When did any poorly amphibian stop me from talking about anything that I was interested in? So we are going to do this today. And, well, listeners, I feel like I need to pause right here and say that if you are already cringing and talking to your computer, perhaps saying something like, Maya, some things just aren't funny, political correctness is a mark of our social progress, and people shouldn't make jokes about others, I'm going to suggest that you might not want to carry on listening because this conversation is happening and who knows where it might go. Consider yourselves fairly warned and I'm looking forward to your shocked tweets and emails. So what is this dark humor all about? How dark is dark and is there a limit? Where does comedy go too far and when is it too soon? If you've seen Big Think, you might have heard a very passionate John Cleese say, all humor is critical. If you start to say, oh, we mustn't criticize or offend them, then humor is gone. And like him, Chris Rock in an interview said he can't tour university campuses anymore because they are so committed to creating an emotionally safe space that he's worried that anything he says could be construed as offensive to someone in the audience. But at the same time, how do you even know where the line is if you don't cross it once in a while? Well, I am excited today because I have a guest who is hopefully going to help me explore some of these questions and who is not only a comedy curator or comedy aficionado, but, well, a pretty funny guy himself. 
Fred Sarley is a mechanical engineer and non-practicing agnostic who has been working in the pulp and paper industry for over 25 years. He is currently technical sales manager for a multinational German engineering firm that manufactures paper machines. Fred's hobbies are mainly in the arts, including historic bouts with musical theater, ballroom dance, playing piano, and in fact, he worked as a dance instructor at a swing dance school co-founded with his sister. Current love affair is with the ukulele, and today, well, we're about to find out why, Fred is here to talk about dark humor with me. Fred, (laughs) welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Maria. Thank you. and Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to finding out uh, the answer to that last question of why I'm here on the show. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Okay, well, well, let's start there. Okay, how is it that a mechanical engineer, and let's face it, I think in general engineers tend to be quite kind of logical, uh, serious mm-hmm. kind of people. How mm-hmm. does a mechanical engineer develop such an interest and a knowledge base, I'm going to say, in comedy? Where did your <laughs> sense of humor come from? Oh, gosh, I think it's interrelated because, um, I'll tell, and I'll tell you why, is because you're right, most uh, I I wouldn't go into a picking a pool of engineers if I was looking for someone who had a, a hobby in comedy or enjoyed it to uh, to to a certain degree to the point of of doing theater and and uh, musical theater and and so on as I've enjoyed doing, but I think it's interrelated because well here's the story you know most. Well, I was really good at school, and that kind of put, set me aside as a bit of a bookworm. And and uh, when you start being classified as a nerd, you start being uh, you risk being uh, picked on and and bullied. So I saw it as a defense against bullyism because I figured if I could make them laugh, then maybe they won't beat me up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was. And I kind of succeeded at that by being a bit of a class clown when I needed to um, and trying to fit in with the the gang that would otherwise have been, uh, I, I, I suppose, uh, I, 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 I'm lucky, I, I have to say. I want to say that from the start. I've never been bullied in any significant or serious way, but I had a... a a sixth sense for that, and I wanted to avoid it at all costs, and I preferred uh, having fun and enjoying myself with everybody uh, that I could, as inclusive as possible, than to um, uh, than to be in separate groups or cliques and so on. And it kind of worked for me. So uh, it required Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of character or, or <laughs> attitude, but uh, switching back and forth. But it it worked, and uh, I enjoyed the laughs that came when I uh, would entertain <laughs> my friends, as it were. Um, and that's and that's how I see it linked. I I, I believe. You know, you know, it's actually really interesting that you say that. You're not the first person um, on this show, you know, and I've had stand-up comics and people who, you know, do comedy of various kinds professionally or who work then in therapeutic mm-hmm. humor. And I've heard that a number of times, that these are people who felt themselves outsiders um, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And it started as a bit of a defense mechanism. And then they kind of yeah. quickly realized 
the sort of the power that comes with it and what <laughs> they could accomplish with humor, um, which yeah. is really, really interesting. And I think we're probably going to talk more about that in terms of comics who are a little bit on the outside <laughs> very soon. Yeah. So, so I understand, um, you know, your interest in humor. And this show, though, I know uh, I think you were perhaps almost as excited as me to talk about this topic <laughs> of, of dark humor. But before uh, we get into it, I think we need to define what we're even talking about. So how yeah. would you personally, like, what is dark humor to you? Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a... That is a, a, a tricky one, and I was afraid you were going to ask me that because it's it, it is it does <laughs> it does tread on very a very difficult um, premise that you you know you want I, well I think I think it, you're making light of something serious and often taboo matters um, and so it's a gray zone. Is it funny? Is it not funny? Because it has the potential to offend, and uh, or at very least to provoke discomfort, I suppose. Um, because uh, I, I I I enjoy it because it's like an illegal pleasure, and <laughs> I assume it is. It is, and. Uh, but I, I think it's important because it uh, helps explore, you know, or provide or lead to more serious thought on certain serious matters. I mean, it, it's a, I think it's a tool for exploring vulgar issues, issues that we shouldn't be talking about. Um, but it, by entering it with comedy or with humor, then it kind of gives you just a little bit of a, a leeway to 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 dig into it and yeah it'll offend people and like you said in the intro uh some people might be offended but man is it fun oh gosh uh, <laughs> it is, it's, i think it's where the most exactly where the, the biggest laughs can be generated uh but uh, what makes it so alluring is that it's wrong in certain ways or if you go too far it's really wrong and it's really uncomfortable and it really makes you cringe. Oh, so true. So true. And there's so yeah. many interesting things that, that you've just said, um, I, you know, and I, and I can really relate to loving it. Um, and I love that somehow that sensation of when you hear someone say something truly yeah. shocking um, and that moment yeah. of, but it's funny and it, and it, and it has to be done very artfully like I think there's a craft to using dark humor um, but there's that yeah. sort of combination of kind of shock at oh my god did they just say that and yeah. that's really funny but is it okay that I'm laughing but you can't help but laugh because they've crafted a joke so well yeah right that is like such a unique pleasure for me I, I don't know if it's the same experience for you yes it's exactly it's exactly that where I I marvel more at how well the, the 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 joke was crafted than at the actual issue itself. Cause I, I seem to make a distinction between you know okay now now I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna make light of this topic, but it's not it's not really being disrespectful. Like I 
it's hard to explain. And uh, for okay, uh, let me take something that I I could probably uh, talk about or make light of is let's say my um, uh, you know my background being Italian. So uh, one element is is racial jokes, and they are wrong, and and I agree, and it's and, and we don't we don't want to make uh, jokes of that nature. But when we think about uh, certain jokes that are not so everything is a question of degree, how far you go. So if there are jokes against Italians, uh, yeah, it will offend me. But if the joke is really good and it was really well crafted, well, I can't help but laugh. I might not go around repeating it, <laughs> but I'll appreciate it. So the fact that I'm not repeating it uh, shows the hypocrisy in that whole matter because it, it, it did offend me at some level uh, deep down. Uh, so I'm not going to be broadcasting that. So that's what's wrong with black humor is that it's there's a bit of hypocrisy there. I, I'll, I, I won't want to tell certain jokes, but I'll sure enjoy some other jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's wrong. That's what, that's what it's the hypocrisy in that. Uh, but man, it's, I don't know. It's like smoking cigarettes. Ask people that smoke. I, I don't smoke. I don't know, but they'll, I know a lot of people that will say, well, it's, yeah, it's wrong to smoke, but I want to smoke and I enjoy it. I, I see it that way. I, I assume what's wrong with it and I'll pay the price. Uh, but man, am I enjoying it? And and I'm probably <laughs> missing out on smoking cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think dark humor is much healthier I don't know (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think it doesn't cause as much But you hit on a really interesting point Before about how far is too far Because I think that's where it all Lies Um, I have this friend of mine Who I I just love it when he does this He'll bring up a reference or make a joke About something that occurred Hundreds of years ago And then when people cringe He'll say, oh, too soon? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's usually we're trying to think in the time frame of the last mm, five, ten years, you know. And uh, (laughs) um, But he'll try to make some reference to the, I don't know, a hundred years back. And say, oh, is that too soon? Is that why you cringed? (laughs) He knows what he's doing. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, And I, I was just looking at some, I was thinking of some examples. Uh, you know, recent, uh, how how soon is too soon? So, um, you know, uh, I remember when uh, Princess Diana passed away and, uh, you know, everybody was in shock and all this stuff. And now it's been so long that I, I don't think a joke about her or black humor related to her would be so offensive anymore because so much time has passed. Uh, one that I like is... Um, uh, you know, why did Princess Diana cross the road? Well, because sh- she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, terrible. But now, saying that uh, within a year of the occurrence of her passing away would have been absolutely terrible. But now it's like, oh, okay, I see. Let's see what you well, did there. Okay, okay, let me, okay. Let me, let's talk about that joke. Because I, I, you know, or other ones like that. Because. For me, there's also this element of intention. And, you know, whoever created that joke, first of all, they're quite clever. But um, Mm -hmm. what was their intention? Was their intention actually to make fun of this tragic event? Of course not. I don't think Um, so. Exactly. 
I as is the case of you know almost all of these jokes, uh, you know the intention is not to actually make fun of the you know the vulnerable person who's right. the subject of the joke. Um, the right. intention exactly. is something else. Whether it's you know I mean there's there's, there's just the humor of it, but I, I think sometimes for some of these jokes, there's also a bit of a commentary about the subject, which is what, you know, they're actually trying to address. Like there are jokes about racism. Uh, No one's making fun of racism, but I think, you know, you said earlier, sometimes humor is a way of talking about these uncomfortable subjects that maybe we couldn't otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's, it's the joke about Princess Diana has nothing to do about making fun of Princess Diana. It could have been anyone in that joke. You could you could kind of fit into that slot of that joke, and then it was just the element of the oh she, oh I see I wasn't thinking about that she wasn't wearing a seatbelt and so on and she was projected out of the car. Um, it, it could have been anyone. Now, uh, likewise, um, uh, another one that I'm thinking of is. Um, here, uh, uh, Walt Disney famously known, or it's a rumor that um, apparently he was cryogenically, uh, you know, frozen at the time of his death, so he could be brought back later on. And and apparently, this, none of that is true. But there's a joke that I love where there's um, <laughs> this is uh, one of my one of my favorite um, cartoons is uh, uh, Bizarro, and um, he all I, I love it because I love it him uh because uh Piraro, that is uh because he keeps dipping into black humor uh there's one i remember let me think if, if, I, if uh, i'm telling it correctly uh, he um there's a family in a museum and uh there's a there's a display with uh, the body of walt disney on a huge uh, block of ice, and the mom says, uh, and, and there's a sign. <laughs> the mom says, This is what I was expecting when I bought the tickets. And there's a big sign that says Disney on Ice. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 and and I, it doesn't make fun of Walt Disney. It's just the whole notion of the, the the ingenious crafting of the joke related to Disney on Ice and the show and and him literally being on Ice. I love it. It's just it's just it's great. And but part it, of me just part of me thinks that he would tasteless. actually appreciate that joke. Like I think he would yes. actually find that funny, knowing what I know about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, now the other extreme though. So these were so these are I guess examples where we're not. I, I have nothing against Walt Disney. I have nothing against Princess Diana. It doesn't really matter to me. I make that distinction, and it's irrelevant. But then there's the real dark humor, the one that uh, gets people uncomfortable. And there's, and we, I would say there's some of them that I've heard that are not repeatable. You know, they're just it's just dead wrong. Ones that actually do poke at the subject. Um, uh, one that's halfway there is, uh, and, and this one's dead. This was absolutely bad. Um, about um, a guy talking about a rape advice line, and he says, "You know, I, I called a rape advice line earlier today, but yeah, unfortunately, it's only for the victims." Mm. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, so so let's oh, talk about that because yeah. yeah, I agree. Like that one, that one for me has crossed the line. <laughs> and and yep. but 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 it's interesting how like do we all have a different line? I guess right. We all have a different line in terms of what's well, too far. Um, yeah. And and so you know, who the audience is, is also really important. But then yes. I wonder, yes. are there some jokes that are just never appropriate and never funny for any audience? Like, are, is, so. are there subjects so. that should never be, you know, never be that? No, I don't know. You know, it's, you know what? It's yes and no for the same reason. Um, I, I think of religious jokes. Those should never be made unless... <laughs> You're I was just gonna say, religion. really? Wait a minute. I, yeah, I know, I know, because it's very touchy subjects. I mean, I, you know, making jokes about uh, um, religions that have uh, elements of extremism in it. Uh, are not appropriate in that religion. Uh, people will get very offended. But then if I can speak about my, I guess, uh, it's not religious uh, uh, background, but um, my, my religious uh, tradition that I was born into uh, was Catholicism. And we're at the point today, I, can, I don't know if I can speak for uh, most of the uh, of the Occident or or North America that it doesn't have the hold on people that it might have had maybe a hundred years ago uh, that you know that religion doesn't have the same hold on, today on those people that it would have had a hundred years ago. Yes, there are pockets of uh, Catholics that are very dead set and, and they don't want to hear any jokes about it. But in my experience and with the majority of people that I know and friends and so on, ah, it doesn't hold the same degree of importance that it did. Uh, and so jokes there are not as serious to us. But if I was a devout Catholic, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would I would be offended. So you're totally right. It all depends on the audience. Now, that's from a macroscopic standpoint, but let's say at a microscopic standpoint, I think the the audience being, let's say, who you speak to, that individual person, I think it all has to do with how close that person is as a friend. The, mm. the closer mm. the, the friend, the more you can get away with because he or she knows that you're just uh, looking to have some fun and that you don't really mean what you just said. I, I totally see that. And if that person is not very close, well then, no. I mean, you don't you don't go to you don't go there at all in any kinds of uh, black humor. I, I think that's true with people that we know. But then I then I can't help think about um, you know stand ups who are doing a show and people go to see the show. I mean, mm. they obviously know that they're there to see comedy. That the intent mm. is to laugh. The intent is not yeah. to. Um, offend or make a commentary and yes you hear these stories all the time about people getting horrendously offended uh, by some stand-ups comments so you know so who's right in that situation is it the comic who's right when you know they sort of say well my intent was 
you know, I was going for the humor or is the person in the audience right when they say, no, 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 that was offensive? It's such a tricky subject. It's a very, very difficult one. I I don't know that there's an ultimate answer to that, but I I can allude to maybe my personal experience. I I love uh, Jackie Mason um, and I went to see him in New York and I can say that um, I, I know I'm not offended by Jackie Mason because when he makes jokes about Italians, because I think I know where he stands. I know mm-hmm. that he does, he. Uh, I know that he has a great love of, and he had a lot of friends that were Italian, and so, and he's not really poking at them uh, in any mean way. So when he started telling jokes. And then he got to the Italian, because he likes to call himself an equal opportunity offender. He's very democratic. <laughs> he, he offends everybody equally. But I'll tell you, when he got to the Italians, that's when I was rolling on the floor. I literally fell off the chair, and I was on the ground. And I didn't want him to stop. I, I literally fell off the chair. I, it never happened to me in my life. I will, I'll always stay pretty composed and seated. It's a lot to get me off a chair. Uh, <laughs> But I didn't want him to stop. I didn't want to. I said, more, more. I'm yelling at more of the Italians. Go, go. You know, it was okay. It was totally fine. I didn't mind. I I didn't feel offended. Uh, So in that case, yeah, it's okay. I know where he stands. I think that's what it boils down to is if you know where the person stands. If, if If that person is making the jokes out of cruelty, well, then, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I'll be offended. The same jokes might offend me. It's a very gray zone. I I love that observation, actually, that if you know where the person stands, that's what makes it okay or not. And um, I I really clicked with what you were saying because I think, you know, I think of someone like Russell Peters. Okay, so Russell Peters does these impersonations Mm. of South Asians Mm -hmm. and myself being South Mm -hmm. Asian. They are mm-hmm. hilarious, and you know, me and, my, <laughs> me and my kids, we imitate him all the time. It's, it's perhaps not appropriate, but we know where he stands, and he does it really, really well. Um, but there, there are other comics who I've seen, perhaps that I haven't known so well, and they've said things that were not so different. But I think in my mind, I've sort of wondered. I, I'm not completely sure with this guy, where this guy stands. I, I wonder if he really yeah. thinks that way about that minority group. I, you know, I, I'm not yeah. too sure if, if the guy is, you know, a bit of a dink or not. Um, and I feel more, I feel more uncomfortable, even though the jokes are probably not that different, um, you know, than someone like Russell Peters, who I, you know, I know his intention and his love of diversity. Uh, so that's a really, really cool observation in terms of understanding their intent. Yeah. There was something else yeah. that you said, um, Fred, you talked about religion and, um, mm. you know, that perhaps it's not appropriate to make jokes about, you know, extremist kind of groups in certain religions. And, mm-hmm. and that, that made me think of, I think it was John Cleese who also said um, mm. that maybe there are, there are some people that we wish to offend. Um, <laughs> And that maybe we need to shine a light on certain topics or behaviors. And I think this is maybe a little bit controversial, but interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Hmm. I think it's, it's, it is useful in that it helps, it helps 
shine a light on what's going on and 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 try to get to the truth of matters that uh, making fun of certain extremists might shine the light or it'll help elucidate the fact that maybe this minority is a minor, a very small minority and does not really represent the true message of its religion for whatever religion that could be. Uh, and, and that's important because I, I, I think the, the major, the important voices in religion X would probably agree. They would say, well, look, there's a one to 3% of us that, you know, are doing these crazy things. And that doesn't really reflect what our, our good book says, uh, or what our, our religion stands for. So poking fun at it helps elucidate that or, or, or help us understand or get to a, a certain truth, because it would be wrong, I would say, to imagine that what an extremist does represents what the whole religion represents. Um, uh, so in that way, it's useful and it's helpful, but it still, it still <laughs> is very controversial, isn't it? <laughs> It still it sure offends is. a lot of people, right? <laughs> it, it sure um, is. It sure is. It's, it's but it's a, interesting. It's it comes back to what you said before, I think, about um, uh, you know, how humor can sometimes be a way of talking about things that we can't talk in, in other ways. Yeah. Or people are so uncomfortable yeah. talking about in other ways, and perhaps that is a way of shed, shedding light on some of these yeah. issues. But then, you know, yeah. is it better if – you know, does it make a difference then if the person telling such a joke is from that background? And what's that all about? Mm, yeah, that that's a very good point. Uh, if if you are, it's almost like you have carte blanche. If you <laughs> carte blanche for black humor. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you are, yeah, it'd be like. Um, I'd be allowed to make jokes about Italians. Uh, it somehow passes better than if uh, someone else, uh, than if I were, it wouldn't be right for me to make jokes about any other group. I, uh, you know, it just works better. Um, but when we talk about religion, though, there's nobody in that group that would make, in, in a certain uh, religious group that would want to make jokes if they are themselves um, and some people are afraid to speak out for fear of uh, reprisal. So mm-hmm. it's a very, yeah, it's a it's a very touchy one. I understand that. Uh, when I think of the the uh, Charlie Hebdo events in Europe, mm-hmm. and what a debate that sparked, uh, non-religious folks who felt that they. Uh, freedom of speech was being taken away and in a way they're right in another way how far do you go why would you go so far as to provoke um, you know provoke people to that degree it's a very gray zone and I, 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 I can't claim to even come close to understanding where that line really lies uh, it is a tricky one and and the proof well, just the fact that it creates so much controversy 
is is proof in itself, isn't it? That's a, yeah, that's a great example, actually, of um, how, the degree to which people found it offensive and 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 what happened. I mean, it certainly was not funny afterwards. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yet, yeah, that's a really. Uh, I feel like that's a whole other show <laughs> that that situation. Yeah, you know, in terms of what happened and what that means about people's, you know, right to create comedy to spark conversations, um, uh, it is—it's uh, not as as we would say on this show. It's not black or white um, uh, at all in terms of an issue. I, would, I, I'm wondering if it depends on how the degree of confidence within a certain group. Uh, you know, degree of confidence that. Um, Am I able to receive a jab? Am I confident? Am I strong enough? Is my my faith or my religion strong enough to receive it without you know without fear that it'll crumble and it'll destroy it just because of that one joke? It all depends on where we are in that path. If I go back to my religious tradition. If there are certain jokes about Jesus, uh, some of them, you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's okay. I won't be offended. Uh, then again, I'm not the candidate for uh, the test for that. But for example, I think back. <laughs> I think back to Monty Python, which I love. Um, they had great. A poke at uh, uh, Jesus with a whole movie called Life of Brian. Hmm. Now they they were they were very tricky about it. they were very careful about it uh, because nowhere in the movie do they ever talk about Jesus. But the whole movie is evidently about Jesus. It's the whole story of Jesus's life with this guy in uh, who everyone takes for a leader and. And the, the humor in it is that he doesn't think he's a leader, but they're all following him, and his name is Brian. <laughs> and, and they've he's become their lord and savior and prophet. And and throughout the whole movie, he's just saying, it's, no, you got it all wrong. I'm not who you think I am. And poor guy ends up getting crucified at the end of the movie. <laughs> and it's and just feel for him because he shouldn't have gotten crucified. He's just some guy called Brian. And um, <laughs> and then it ends with that amazing scene at the end where uh, he's 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 crucified, he's hanging on the cross, and all of a sudden uh, there's a, a big musical number that starts up, and they're they're all singing and whistling this cheerful tune, uh, centering on his death, or, or centering on the fact that death is not such a bad thing. Uh, the song called "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life." <laughs> Oh, great. I and, love and, that and, movie. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And, and I, I wonder love... if it was, you know, it's so clever and so well done. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about what you were saying earlier about, you know, there's a, it's a little bit about how well the joke is crafted and how well mm-hmm. the humor is put together. It's like the art of it. I mean, it was kind of, that was mm-hmm. brilliant, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really? <laughs> yes, yes, it was, and it, and it never, and you know, it what made it for me what made it all the more brilliant 
apart from the the very the, the great comedy, the great jokes, and how well everything was was crafted, it never really offended in any deep way. I can't I can't believe that any uh, you know hardcore practicing Catholic would have been offended by this. They never they did it very respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's on the cross and he's singing and he's happy. <laughs> it's not really Jesus. It's not really Jesus up there, but it's it's evidently that's who he's supposed to represent. And he's just singing and he's passing along this wonderful message. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> it's, it's 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 almost benign. It's nice, um, but yeah, it's sacrilegious, I suppose. I, yeah, it's. Um, some will might think it's blasphemy, I suppose, because you're taking you're portraying. It all depends on what degree uh, or how seriously I, I guess to yourself. And the beauty mm. of comedy is that it's supposed to transcend that and break. I mean, who really likes someone who takes himself so seriously? Anyways, I mean, <laughs> it's just what a bore. What a what a what a bore! I mean, come on. That's the beauty of of comedy, and, and that it attacks these 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 constructs, these walls that we make around ourselves, and just to take take it lightly, or or you know, take it easy. You know, and, and, and there's no better example of that than some uh, some messianic figure nailed to a cross saying, "Hey, it's not so bad." Look on the bright side. <laughs> I love it. It's just great. You're right about I don't that movie. That they, yeah, you know, but you're right that they never in that film actually, you're, they don't offend Christianity at all. You're right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's sort of they, they, they create humor around all those stories. Um, yeah. But they're never making a statement that is negative about Christianity. Right. Perhaps that's the key that it's, you know, that you're not actually saying, oh, this is a joke or that person is a joke or those people are a joke. You're yeah. creating jokes or humor around that um, in order yes. to A, create laughter and perhaps B, stimulate yeah. a little bit of, of conversation. Yeah. Yes. And a, a modern day example might be the book of Mormon uh, by the creators of South Park, uh, uh, this book, this um, Broadway show, is just so ingenious. Uh, it it pokes fun, I suppose, at this religion, but you don't really sense it in, because the main characters are are Mormons themselves who are happily singing and dancing and laughing, <laughs> and it creates such a success. You almost feel for them at the end. You're and, and and they're the heroes. It's so well thought out. It's not directly attacking. Maybe the key is a song and dance number for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah. I, I, you know, I sort of, I, I, I thought about this a little bit in advance, and I thought, okay, am I going to bring this up? Am I not going to bring this up? But sure enough, we're talking about limits and lines and going too far, so I'm going to bring it up. Um, and I'm okay. wondering what your thoughts are about some of the humor that's been put out there about Trump. 
And the reason Ooh. that I'm the reason that I'm asking you is that you know we've been talking about how dark humor is interesting and funny and entertaining when it's around a subject, but not actually criticizing or hurting the actual subject. And yet I find that a lot of what's out there about um, uh, Donald Trump, it, you know, has that other color to it, right? They, there, there is an element of um, perhaps criticizing or making fun of some of his actions. Um, mm-hmm. And so it sort of crosses that line. I find it interesting. I'm just curious uh, if you're willing to comment. <laughs> Mm, yeah, that's another. Yeah, it's another tricky one. Uh, you know, they always say, <laughs> "Never bring up religion or politics, right, at the table." Or <laughs> so, but I think politics is a little less dangerous in that it, you know it's it's the everyday workings of life, while religion is a deeper thing, and especially. Uh, for very devout people, it's very, it's it's very personal and, and very sacred. But politics doesn't have that sacredness to it, so I think it's less problematic. Um, so definitely, um, amongst friends, and it's not as bad. Um, in my case, I have to be very careful. I travel throughout North America for my work, so. I meet a lot of people (laughs) who are uh, genuinely uh, for Trump. And uh, and so I'm referring to clients and so on. So that's, it becomes very tricky. So that's definitely out as a subject. Um, (laughs) But amongst friends and family, uh, of course, it's not so bad. And, I, I would guess, I would dare say that in Canada, it's people are more along the same lines of thinking with regards to uh, Trump, uh, and and worldwide. Uh, I don't know of very many people outside of the U.S. that I've seen or heard uh, speak in favor of Trump, unless it's the very hardcore right wing parties of certain European countries, I suppose. But even, uh, for example, I I saw a few weeks back a cover of a German magazine called uh, Der Spiegel, a very famous magazine there, and there was a German colleague, I work for a German company, a German colleague sent it to me, and we see a cartoon on the cover of Trump with a big knife in one hand, and he's Yelling, or his yelling face, I suppose. And on the other hand, he's holding out the head of the Statue of Liberty, and, mm. and it's bleeding because he just cut it off. Mm. Um, mm. It, it, it bring it brings out that degree. I mean, that's kind of that's really. I'm surprised to see that kind of commentary. We've never seen that in the past for any leader of the. I guess of the Occident or the free world, I don't know. Uh, never to that degree. There's been people like Berlusconi in Italy who were just terrible um, and very similar. Uh, but I've never seen that degree of of discomfort uh, and 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 
and and and maybe hatred, I suppose. Uh, we could say Berlusconi was never really hated outside of uh, Italy. They just it was seen more as a buffoon, and it remained at that. Uh, but uh, here, it's more a strong fear that's being expressed. So, yeah, I think black humor in his to, to uh, regarding him is 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 appropriate because uh, we want to shine a light on what are the potential risks that he poses. So I'm. I think that's fair game, and it um, doesn't bother me as much, I suppose, as I, I wouldn't want to offend a, a very religious person. Uh, I don't care to, and it's not my it's not, it's, it doesn't, it, it's, I don't it's not important to do so, but for for political things, yeah, I think it's it brings if it generates discussion, like you said, then that's important, and we need to address these things. So in that case, black humor does have a very uh, applicable uh, a role to play. It's, it's interesting, the link between humor and credibility um, of our leaders. I, you know, I think of Obama, who there was a lot of humor around um, you know, his term, he used humor and it really served, I think, you know, I think of him being on Seinfeld's show and, he, you know, there were many, many mm. moments uh, in his term where humor was a factor and it seemed to serve as a way of actually bringing him closer to the people and, and being a bit more relatable and people really, really responded to it. Whereas now what we're yeah. seeing, you know, the relation of humor, it's saying something very different, which is, um, you know, interesting. To yeah. Think about. Um, oh yeah. That's maybe, maybe for another day. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, the uh. times have changed, right? So, Political correctness has evolved, and amen to that. I mean, that's that's all mm-hmm. good. Uh, certainly, yeah. our awareness of the impact of our actions and our and our words uh, is increasing. What is the what has been the impact of that in terms of dark humor being accepted or on comedy? I don't know if you got any comments of that in terms of political correctness versus humor. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We've we've come a long way in that respect, and that's great. And um, uh, but we've seen we've seen uh, political correctness also go uh, too far, I suppose, because we started seeing some backlash on that. And John Cleese, as you mentioned earlier, uh, is a, a proponent of that. Um, because the, the the beauty I think of of black humor is that it, it it's a check and balance. It's a it's a way of uh, a method of providing a check and balance for things that go too far. If you can make fun of it, and so making fun of political correctness would be very offensive, much like making fun of someone's religion would be very offensive to those in that religion. Uh, political correctness could be seen as a religion to some in how they apply it. Um, so if it goes too far, then here comes, then then the jokes are valid if 
if they if the uh, means are, are becoming detrimental to the to the outcome or the ends, um, then we should be uh, poking fun at it because then the point is to help us analyze it. Have we gone too far? Is this ridiculous now? Are certain elements of it ridiculous? So, yeah, it's useful in that respect. Uh, I, I like how far it's how, where we've come to because back in the 90s, political correctness was something to be taken very seriously and you didn't joke about it and you didn't I mean this was the right thing and, to, and rightly so of course uh, we had to correct certain things I see it as a pendulum you know swinging mm. um, when something swings too far you have to try to rein it back in and humor or comedy helps us do that in a way that gives us an excuse to talk about it uh, in in a, in, a, in a polite way, we don't have to we don't have to be offensive. As certain comedians have shown, you can do it respectfully and tastefully, so that you can just focus on the the debate uh, of the issue and not and not uh, in any cruel way of attacking it. And that it, and that's there, where the there, skill of the comic comes in, right? In terms of yeah, being able yeah. to do that um, without crossing the line, still being respectful of you know the subject of the joke. Uh, you know, you can definitely yeah. see the difference between someone who's got immense skill in how they talk about something um, and someone right. who's you know mouthing off. Uh, it's a very different kind of an experience. Yeah, exactly. And and anything. Done well, anything can be made fun of in a, in a respectful and polite way. Uh, my favorite example was um, Woody Allen. <laughs> I love Woody Allen. He uh, he could he could make fun of something without uh, really uh, he could make fun of anything. And there's one example that comes to mind is. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, his movie. Oh gosh, I can't. Uh, just just a second. Uh, what was it? Ah uh, yeah. Ah uh, yes, I have it. Um, played against Sam from 1972, <laughs> where he. I mean, he, he he pokes he pokes at a very well. You'll understand if if you don't mind. I'll just. Uh, I I have a, uh, an excerpt of that. Uh, there's a joke in that movie which I absolutely love, and poking at a, a, a very serious matter, but it's done so casually and funny that it's and it's 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 not disrespectful in any way. He um, the scene is where he's in the museum and he's uh, trying to pick up women uh, by going to museums because he figures uh, he's too shy and nerdy and he can't do it otherwise. Uh, then, uh, but he uses the excuse of. Um, uh, uh, approaching uh, uh, someone who would be in the museum looking at an art, a piece of artwork. So he sees a, a young lady in front of a, 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 a frame, a framed uh, a, a, a painting, and so he goes up to her and he says, uh, wow, it's uh, quite a lovely Jackson Pollock, isn't it? And she answers, yes, it is. And he asks her, well, what does it say to you? And she starts on this whole uh, 
to raid uh, on the darkness and the and, and the, the, the the negativity of it all. In fact, she says, "Well, it re, it restates the negativeness of the universe, the hideous, lonely emptiness of existence, nothingness, the predicament of man, forced to live in a barren, godless eternity, like a tiny flame flickering in an immense void with nothing but waste, horror, and degradation, and." Forming a useless, bleak, straitjacket in a black, absurd cosmos. And of course, this turns on the Woody Allen character, and without missing a beat, he says, What are you doing Saturday night? <laughs> and she says, <laughs> And she says, Committing suicide. <laughs> and, he, and he thinks a bit and he says, Okay, what about Friday night? Ah, it's so terrible. <laughs> but he just dealt with suicide, not offensive in any way. It's just, it's just so funny. What do you mean Saturday night? I'm committing suicide. Okay, what about Friday night? <laughs> okay, that is such okay, a great funny. example of how you know it's all about the writing and and the skill yeah. with which that kind of a scene is written. Oh, thank you for sharing. Yeah. That. What a perfect, perfect example. And sadly, Fred, we're actually slowly running out of time. So what a great way to to end off this conversation. And I I maybe uh, I'm going to go and rewatch that movie now. (laughs) Because because that really is a great, great example of what we're talking about. Well, I've really enjoyed this discussion. Thank you, Maya. Thank you so much. Listen, you have a great rest of the day uh, and take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Fred Sarley talking about humor that pushes boundaries while making us, or at least me, snort out in laughter. Join us next week when we flip from the dark side to the light. The delightful Kathy Lauren Hugh is going to be coming on to share a conversation about action through the creation of delight curious what that means well join us then to learn more till then don't forget if ever you miss an episode of morning moments you can catch us on the rebound as a podcast on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast service before we go if you're not convinced as i am that humor of many kinds is what keeps us going how about the words of mel brooks to see us out He said, humor is just another defense against the universe. This is Maya, and I am out.